Have you been feeling stuck, exhausted, and finding yourself living as a passenger in your own life? By giving away so much of your energy and power to everyone and everything around you. But you? Well, you are not alone. My name is Dr. Valérie Johnston Dugamin, osteopath, and I have been there too. After being burned out, exhausted, I decided to take control of my life and get back into my driver's seat. It wasn't easy though, but I did it. And you can do it too. In this podcast, I will share stories, invite guest speakers, and provide insight and tips on how to turn your life around and move back into your driver's seat. My guest today is Cecilia Martinez. She has been a pharmaceutical sales specialist in ophthalmology for more than 13 years. For the past eight years, she has worked as a territory manager in New South Wales for Bayer Healthcare. She was part of the original launch team for EYLEA, which treats macular degeneration and has been the most successful pharmaceutical drugs launched in Australia. Cecilia is constantly at or near the top of Bayer state and national sales performance and has won a number of prestigious awards for growing market share with buyers and other pharmaceutical companies. Her personal commitment to integrity, customer service, and patient care is the cornerstone of her success and has enabled her forge trusty relationship with Australia's foremost professional in eye care. In our conversation today, we cover how to manage and improve communication during challenging time, especially with family. Thank you, and welcome, Cecilia, to the Driver's Seat Club. Thank you. That's right, yes. And look, I think it's a topical thing, caring for aged parents. We all have to do some form of it at some point in time, potentially. And that's been my journey for a number of years now with both my parents. Sadly, my mother died in June this year, so I'm supporting my father. He has dementia, but uh, I've been supporting them both, um, my mother while she was still alive and, and my father for many years. I didn't marry early and uh, I had flexibility and my other siblings have families and one, my sister actually lives overseas. So I've had a lot more flexibility to spend time with my parents. And that's been a wonderful opportunity to really connect with them and um, really change my relationship with them in a way over the years. So it's been an interesting journey, but there's been lots of learnings and lots of challenges. And I'm sorry to hear about your mother passing away in June. I'm sure it was very difficult for you. Thank you. Yes, it was a very, very important connection with your mother and that's a very important relationship and it's not so easy. But there's also lots of pearls on reflection that come with any relationship. But certainly with my mother, she was a great inspiration. And I often reflect on things when I'm not sure what to do. I'll think, what would my mother do in this situation? And I get a lot of inspiration. So as sad as it was, 
to have that final physical separation, I always still feel connected to her and her legacy of um, she was a wonderful person, always thinking of other people and supporting other people. So she's been a great inspiration. It sounds like she was a very important part in your life. She was, yes. And when things get difficult, and, and sometimes they have been with my father, I can draw on her strengths. And I know that's really helping me on this journey that I'm on now with him. As I said, he has dementia. And I had a real challenge in the middle of the year because I did have to move him to a different nursing home. And I had to do that actually even before my mother died. So a month before she died, I had to move him into a different care facility. So that brought a lot of emotion and a lot of challenges. Obviously, it was difficult, but it's actually worked out quite well. But it's been a bumpy road. I suppose it has been because uh, it's quite difficult to have parents that are not well. And uh, when you say that you become an adult in the relationship, what do you mean and how could you describe that feeling? I suppose for me, I've been very fortunate that I've been that one that's been available and I've spent a lot of time with them. And through that process, I suppose the balance of the relationship has changed because, for example, I'm their child and I'll always be their child in a sense, but the relationship has become more one where, well, now my father in a way has become the child and I'm the carer. I'm actually his guardian, which brings legal obligations, obviously, but caring for him in a way that my mother would care for a child now. So the roles have been reversed and they switch and change, but now I'm, I suppose, more and more stepping up to being the adult in the relationship and I have been for some time. Oh, yes. And uh, with your sibling, as you said, managing sibling expectations, so with your relationship with your sibling and your parents being, especially your father that has dementia, so how it all play out? Well, look, I think the difficulty in that is that my sister lives overseas and particularly now she's not able to travel with the COVID situation. So it's been very hard over the last few months just trying to deal with my father, deal with my mother's death, but also deal with her because she has certain expectations about how things should be done. So I've had to navigate quite an interesting path particularly with her, because obviously we're quite different people, we're all different people, but she has an expectation that things are done in a certain way. But as the guardian of my father, I've had to really take accountability for that responsibility and make decisions which she has questioned on occasion, and I've had to really think about how I communicate with her. And I think early on in the journey, perhaps I wasn't communicating enough with her, and through this process, I've learned to communicate more because she's at a great distance, but also to be quite dispassionate in a way to firstly trust in the decisions that I'm making, but also I hope encourage her to trust in me and what I'm actually doing in my role, just as a daughter to my father, but also as his legal guardian. And you think that uh, you have managed to do that with your sister and the relationship is better? Well, things have changed. It's been a little bit of a bumpy road, but I've found when I've instituted a bit more communication and fortunately in the virtual world, we can do a lot in this regard and the Skype has really helped. So that has been increased over this last few months. And just to give her the opportunity to enter into my father's room and so she can see him and understand that he is being well cared for. 
I think that's been reassuring for her. And also I hope that she's trusting me more, that I am doing my best. I'm not superwoman. I've got a life as well. I've got a partner. I've got the full-time job. But I hope I've assured her that I'm doing my best and that she has more trust in me. But that's come through you know, more communication. Yes, I fully understand what you're saying because uh, I myself live overseas and uh, I remember when my parents, they were sick. It was very difficult for me to connect with what they were doing up there and I wanted to do more, but in my way, but at the same time, they were doing the best. So it's really difficult for both parts, especially the people who are away. So you want to have your input, but it's not easy. And uh, you can get frustrated because you said, oh, are they doing the right thing? And we know that uh, you are doing the right thing, but it's still hard, you know, challenging to be so far away and not being able to be there. So I really, really understand and really good on you to really stick to what you believe was the right things by your parents. That's right. And also to sort of step into my sister's shoes and understand what it's like for her to be so far away and understand how difficult that would be, but to help her understand how difficult it actually is to be seeing my father on a regular basis deteriorating rapidly that's not an easy place to be either neither of us are in an easy situation but with the communication that we have now I think we better understand each other and we're each doing a different part of the journey in a different way in relation to our parents and we each have a different relationship with them anyway and I think in a way some of the root cause of her frustrations is that she didn't really have a lot of contact with my parents and I have so we've experienced them in different ways and that's just the nature of life it's just the way it is. In regards to your brother because you said you have another sibling a brother that live uh, in Australia so how did it go was it easier with the communication and the expectation because he was here and he could see what was happening? Yes, and with him it's been different. He was obviously involved much more because he lived near my father before I had to make the decision to move my father. And he was very supportive and caring of my father for many years. But sadly they had a bit of a falling out and so that has made it difficult. But I think things have turned around. My brother actually visited my father. He came down day from Port Stephens to visit my father and they had a nice time before the nursing home was locked down okay. and then he popped in to see me so I just felt it was lovely to see him after he visited my father and I think the face-to-face when you connect with a sibling it yeah. makes all the difference and I really look forward to that with my sister as well because I haven't seen her for some time but I know when I give her a big hug and I see her again that blood connection will be really powerful and reinstated. Yes. And, um, you know, regards to your partner and also your work, because you said you're working full-time and you have a partner. How did you manage to care for your parents at the same time as having a full-time job, even though it's flexible, but as well as with the partner? Was it challenging at times for you? My partner's been very supportive and he's very caring about me and also my father and he understands. He was a bit frustrated that my other siblings weren't maybe doing enough but I think he realises and I realise that I'm in the position to do what needs to be done and that's just the way it is. 
My sister lives overseas. She can't really do much. My brother's in this difficult situation where he's had a falling out with my father. So he was a bit frustrated in the beginning, and that was a challenge. But now he understands that I'm really the best person to manage things now. My brother's done a lot in the past. So he's actually overall been very supportive and encouraging me perhaps to visit my father more often because he knows how much he appreciates it. And so I've stepped up my visits um, as a result of that. So, yeah, it's been great to have that support. That's fantastic. And uh, looking back with the experience and from the time that you started to care for your parents before your mom passed in June, what would you say that you have learned and has made a big difference for you in your life overall? Well, I think particularly in this situation, how important communication is, both with my parents, and I've had the benefit of a lot of communication and a lot of connection, and I feel very blessed that I've had that. But also communication with my siblings, they've had their their own families and they've been in a different situation, but to really try and communicate with them about what's going on so that they feel more connected to the situation as well. And that's particularly for my sister who lives overseas. So in just really finding ways to just share little texts about a visit or let her know I'm visiting and if she's free to Skype in. So the Skyping has really helped. And for me personally, it's about letting go and allowing the carers and the professionals who really are skilled in this area to manage things with my father as they do best and to really trust in that process. I think trust is a very important part of this whole journey and to trust them and know that they're doing the best they can for my father and to really try and encourage my sister to trust me that I'm actually doing my best. Letting go and trust and communication, they're all the things that have been presenting difficulties over this period, but they've been the things that have moved us through the situation. So we're in a better place now together as a family to understand what we're doing. And for people who are experiencing the same thing as you are actually at the moment or even before, what tips could you give them? Something support or something that may change a little bit the situation for the better? Well, I've always had this belief that we're never in a situation unless we've got the understanding somewhere deep within us to deal with it. So I've always had that philosophy that we're never given anything that we can't deal with. So somewhere deep inside of us, we have the resources and the skills that we need to deal with situations. And if we just trust in ourselves and trust innately inside us and then draw on that and with the resilience, I think the outcomes are really going to be there, even though the road will be rocky at times. I think trusting in our own resources that we already have for that situation. Oh, that's fantastic. That was so great. Thank you so much, Cecilia, for sharing your story. I'm sure a lot of people can relate and can feel uh, the same way that you're feeling. And um, it was very great. And I'm so happy that you got into the driver's seat (laughs) for that situation. And you're feeling confident now that you're more in control of what's happening, would you say? I think so. And I mean, stepping up and being the guardian for my father, I really had to be accountable. Obviously, it's a legal requirement, but I really had to step into that role and own that and really understand the importance of communicating things to my siblings as well. So I think that was a really important part of the process. 
That's great. Well, thank you again. And uh, you have a wonderful day and stay on the driver's seat. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned and subscribe to the Driver's Seat Club. Until next time, have a powerful day.